I think you can feel good temporarily through doing the wrong thing, actually. You might regret it later, but... Uh, no, I mean, all sorts of things make people feel good, but they're usually temporary. No, I think you can feel good by... Um, running off and having an affair with your friend's husband or whatever. It's not the right thing. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by my flatmate, or my ex-flatmate, <laughs> Julie, and we discuss, well, very straightforwardly, cheating and betrayal. It's quite a, um, I think it could be a controversial subject, but I think it's more uh, sensitive than than anything else. Hopefully you can listen to it with an open mind and an open heart. I think that it's a, it's a difficult subject, but um, I think it's still a subject worth talking about. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you, Jane. You're very welcome, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so Julie, uh, to set some context for the listeners, you and I live together in Belgium, in Brussels, soon not anymore. But maybe to give some context to our listeners, maybe you want to just tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, my name is Julie. I'm 26 years old. And uh, yeah, I'm from Belgium. Uh, not from Brussels. I come from a little smaller city. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy to have lived with you. Mm -hmm. But now we move on, you know. Um, sayed. Sayed, very sayed. <laughs> but um, what are some of your passions? Like, what do you care about? I think my biggest passion in life is my friends. Yeah, because, totally. Right? Yeah. Whatever I go through in life, my mm -hmm. friends are like a constant thing, more constant than family i will say um so i'm definitely passionate about about them and about maintaining those relationships mm -hmm. um other than that music i feel like i live my life through music mm -hmm. i feel like every mood is a song and other than that i feel like i'm still searching for what makes me me for mm -hmm. sure yeah um Switching gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so today we're actually talking about cheating and betrayal. Right. We're just going to disclaim this now is that this is a very sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then diving into betrayal, mm -hmm. have you ever felt the feeling of betrayal before? Yeah. Um, with my last boyfriend mm -hmm. and with my mother. And I feel like those two are somehow connected in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It always comes out together. I mean, I, I think to the listeners, they seem like two very different yeah. like, groups of people, yeah. right? Like one is family and one is romantic. Mm -hmm. And usually people would categorize them in different bubbles. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, from what we've discussed, mm-hmm. it's like the similarities are crazy. Yeah, yeah. But maybe what we can start with is this is going to be kind of hard, but it's okay. What does the feeling of betrayal feel like? I feel like I'm tearing up even thinking oh, about it. <laughs> um, betrayal feels like the most valuable thing you have is taken away from you. Something like that. <laughs> because I feel like um, if you love someone a lot and you give them your heart, it's kind of cheesy to say it like that, but mm-hmm. like you give them so much energy and love and you would want to do anything for them. And then they just make you feel like it's not enough or suddenly don't want it anymore. And the worst thing about it, I think, is that there's nothing you can do about it. Like they chose to take something from you when someone chooses to betray you and your trust is broken. And even if they regret it, I mean, it matters, but it's something that once it's taken, it's 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 taken and i feel like somehow you can you can win trust back but never the 100% that it once was mm-hmm. i feel like um you can forgive but if you got really hurt by someone like the way that i feel like i hurt by by those two mm-hmm. i feel like there's no way that things could ever be 100% again like the damage is done is how i feel how comfortable are you with sharing what exactly it was that happened i mean not exactly like Mm. details to the t but yeah i'm fine so basically i was dating this guy Mm. and um it was very short but somehow it was the most intense romance i've ever had and i kind of realized that i had never been in love the way that i was at that point i don't know Mm. what made me so in love with him I don't know what made him so special. I mean, of course, I can think of a hundred things that I loved about him. I mean, he had his flaws, of course, just like just like everyone does. So I. So it also wasn't like a blind love that you think you felt. It was. Hmm. It was because there were a lot of red flags that I didn't see or that I saw and chose to ignore. Hmm. I say chose, but I feel like it's. Oh, so basically, um, he told me that he was uh, in a divorce, but it turned out that he was actually married and, according to his wife, happily. So, um, but the worst part is that, yeah, all the lies, all the lies and all the mm-hmm. circumstantial lies that kept adding on to it, you know. And looking back, I realized there was not one big lie, but so many lies that surrounded it a lie to back up the lie to back up that lie and to back up that lie again and then but to make it clear to the audience what he told you because i could see some of the audience thinking like oh you were dating a married man obviously Mm -mm. like you should have seen this coming right Mm -hmm. but he told you very explicitly that he was getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, and he had like his own apartment, you know. And now I feel like, okay, he got that apartment just so that he could keep up with the lie. I mean, it's kind of, it's a mess. And and 
Yeah, no, he would he would tell me lies about you know him meeting with his lawyer and 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 him fighting with her. And I heard them sometimes on the phone also fighting about something that had to be paid for or something like that. But you thought that was just part of the normal divorce procedure. Yeah, I was just like, okay, they're having a, a an ugly divorce. Yeah. And he told me that she knew about me and that she was jealous of like he told me that she was jealous of me because he had told her that actually right now he knows what it feels like to love someone and Ah, oh, he's she, such a bullshitter. <laughs> because once she tried to contact me and he told me like it is because of the divorce that they're still officially together and that if she could prove that he has a girlfriend, she would try to make it look like he's cheating and then she would take away their kids. And he, yeah, he knew exactly because I also told him about my mom taking away me from my dad, mm. you know, when I was a kid. So he knows how sensitive it is. But mm. then I'm disappointed in myself because there were things that if I wasn't that in love with him, I would have totally noticed. Or... I should have at least said out loud when I was doubting. Because mm. there there were moments where I noticed something off. In the beginning, even, I felt like him and his wife were closer than he told me. For example, one day I saw in his uh, Outlook calendar, as he was working, I saw something in his planning that said, Kids and Us. And it was something scheduled, uh, organized by his wife and I didn't want to ask questions because I was like okay those kids maybe need some time with both of their parents at the same time and mm -hmm. who am I to you know interfere um yeah but even the phrase us yeah yeah implies something yeah. very strong yeah yeah, yeah 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 indeed and and that hurt me when I saw that but I didn't say a word you know I felt like an imposter in 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 the family even though they were breaking apart but I didn't want to have the kids go through the same thing that I had gone through, you know, because my my parents got divorced when I was like six. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the way that I look at love or relationships also has a lot to do with that because mm -hmm. I feel like I have a little bit of an abandonment issue in the sense that um, I feel like a part of me was also afraid to see the truth about my ex just because I loved him so much and I was afraid to lose that and to lose him. Mm. Not that I chose not to see it, but yeah, I don't know how to explain it very well. Because if I had known for certain that they were still together, I would have never stayed with him. But I was also afraid to find out the truth, I guess. And to ask a lot of questions because even if they were not together anymore and even if everything was very easy to explain and, and maybe he wasn't a cheater, then still me asking all these difficult questions would have maybe made him think that I was too hard or too jealous or too something, mm -hmm. you know, and would made him leave me. So, I mean, it sounds more like... You had a hunch, mm -hmm. like a gut feeling that there was something wrong, but you never wanted to open that box because once you opened that box, you felt like things were going to yeah. go down. Yeah. Right. And on top of that, he always had 
the perfect explanation for everything. So, like, if, what would he say? Like, okay. he would say things like, uh, because he knows that I'm a very empathic person. Mm-hmm. He would say things like, uh, he knew about your your family history. He too. knew everything about my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything. And he made me feel like he understood, you know, and that yeah. he he didn't understand how my mother could, you know, act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he would say things like, oh, um, she stayed the night or I stayed at her place because she's very stressed lately and then she faints sometimes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you should take care of her because, I mean, what are, what are the little kids going to do to help her? So mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah, this is this is normal and and it's a different situation than if you don't have any kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want those I really never wanted those kids to suffer from his new relationship, mm-hmm. you know. So did you ever meet them? No, I didn't want to. I wanted things to be very stable between us before I would meet them. Even though maybe for them just meeting me like as his friend or whatever would not have an impact but I remember my mother having lots of boyfriends when I was growing up and it did impact me hmm. it impacts the way that I look at relationships that I look at men yeah so I wouldn't want that for those kids hmm. so then how did you find out that they were still together so basically I had broken up with him because he suddenly pulled away from me and I got so hurt and so scared. This is part of also my abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. I can uh, acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get like this when people suddenly pull away Boy. from me. I freak out. So I told him like I can't. I can't do that. Like he pulled away, like really ignoring me. You know, not picking mm-hmm. up my calls, ignoring my texts. I would tell him that I would feel bad. He would just not care. And um, he didn't want to see me anymore. He said that he was too busy, la di da. And um, one day I told him, "Look, I'm because it was like for two weeks I was crying every day, yeah. couldn't eat and anymore." To yeah. be clear, you guys were mm-hmm. in a proper relationship. Yeah, like yeah. committed. Yeah. to well, okay, yeah, from your well, end, what I thought, yeah, yeah, to each other. Yeah. yeah, he told me things like he had never felt this way before. Just mm-hmm. like he told me that he felt exactly the way that I felt. Of course, the moment I told him that I couldn't do this anymore, something inside me was hoping that he would be like, Mm. oh, damn, you know, I got to fix this. But he didn't. But then he kind of stuck around and kind of... So he would text you back? He would text me, yeah, but like in a casual way. Yeah. And then uh, one day he texted me because uh, he wanted to see me in the evening. And I told him, I can't tonight. And then um, I had just gotten a picture from the baptism of my uh, godchild. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd share it with him because it was just, like he had just texted me. So I texted him the picture and I was yeah. like, look, it's official. And then his wife called me. She called me and she's angry, yelling at me, asking me why I am still contacting him. She told me that they were together and they were happy and they do everything together and I should leave them alone. She literally said, you already ruined my my family once. And that broke me. I was like, oh, 
This is not what I ever wanted for any of us, you know. Because I did, I respected her. She was the mother of his children. I wanted her to be fine. I apologized and uh, she told me to block everything, delete his number, delete her number, everything. And so I did. And then a um, few weeks later, he never called me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I did block his number, but I really wanted to speak up about what happened because I I didn't have the chance to tell him how I felt about it. You know, so I needed to like be mad at him, yeah. you know, for what he did. I just remember crying and being so shocked and disappointed in myself for mm. not having asked more questions, not mm. having not having been more difficult to him you know i felt stupid i felt really stupid i think that too and manipulated yeah yeah how did you feel for his wife bad because i can't imagine what it must be like if if you love someone and you you have their babies and you expect to watch your kids grow old and support each other because that's what it's about right and then and then you find out that he's with some girl that is what five to seven years younger than you and and it's the classic story um, and on top of that she tried to contact me and i i believed him because i know how mean women can get when it comes to kids and the relationship and the divorce because mm -hmm. they know that they can have the upper hand and because I know because I saw it with my mother and he knew that I saw it and, it's, and he used that and he used you. it yeah to he, make you believe him yeah and and yeah I felt like there I let my past get in the way of fixing that mm. yeah that made me feel very stupid and guilty did you ever expect you would be the other woman no no and he made me feel like i was the only one mm. that he saw i mean saw <sighs> this guy's a shit face <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think like you also had some agency in it. And mm -hmm. in the sense that you do recognize that you should have pushed harder. Mm -hmm. But because you loved him so much, you were blinded by by this emotion, right? Yeah. But he really manipulated you. Yeah, I know. I feel like he cheated on both. Of course, the degree is totally different. Mm -hmm. And um, we were only together for a really short time. I didn't have his kids. We were not married, you know. But it's the world that you guys had built up yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he yeah, broke. Yeah, true. It's this illusion that he mm -hmm. gave to you yeah. when you thought it was a reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's been over a year for you now since it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it still affects you mm -hmm. in such a way. You I know? think about it every day. And I feel like some people that are loved by people don't understand how much they are loved by the other people, mm. how much of an influence they have or how much of an impact their actions have. So I think people should also try to be more aware of, you know, everything you say, everything you do, mm. it has a way of 
getting to people. Yeah. I do feel like it's really important for people to consider the consequences of their actions mm -hmm. and how betrayal can can make others feel. I, I really can't express the depth to which it hurts because mm -hmm. it's like such a deep pain. Yes. Your world is just, the way I can describe it, it's shattered. Yeah. You are alone feeling this and sometimes even crying doesn't do enough. No. So I can't express how much this feeling <laughs> feels mm -hmm. um, other than it really being the most probably agonizing feelings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to ever make somebody else feel that i don't want it yeah of course i mean you know my theory about emotions and um like the philosophy why do we feel negative emotions why mm -hmm. do we feel positive emotions mm -hmm. and negative emotions in a way teaches you what you dislike and for me when i feel something as deep as betrayal because we've also talked about my betrayal mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. um At that point, it made me realize I don't ever want to impart this kind of feeling on somebody else. Because you break someone's world, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Once you feel it, you don't ever want someone else to feel the same way you've, you felt. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to be judgmental, though, to people that betray somebody else. Mm -hmm. There are different reasons why people could cheat, right? Like, there are maybe some people who... Like they were together for a really long time mm -hmm. and maybe for a very long time already they've already been wanting to break up or they've been on a break or something like that. But then finish it. Yeah, agreed. Finish it before you bring somebody else into, I was going to say bring someone else into your world, but it's no, before you create another world mm -hmm. with someone else. Yeah. Because it's not fair for, for anybody else. No. And not even for yourself. Like how do you content yourself with living a lie i mean some people stay together for the kids or for family pressure for different types of reasons mm -hmm. um a habit you know yeah. some people just get used to each other yeah and then it's scary but also feel though that it is something about our generation mm. also that always looks for something better and i guess it makes us more capable and stronger to actually make the decision to leave someone and to know that you'll be fine yeah. and i think that's very important for people to understand that there will always be a way if this way is not working even though it looks like it's the only way to go because it's never good for your inner peace i shall say <laughs> to make other people sad and to make yourself sad and to live a life that you don't want mm. so yeah you're right then stop it yeah i think that we all should do better i believe that our decisions i mean of course there's some people that don't believe in free will and like whatever but we all have agency and in our agency we must face our consequences true I just feel that people need to consider this more because I remember I talked to another old flatmate that lived here. We got into the conversation where he was saying, if the person's in a relationship, mm -hmm. I don't mind being the other man. Oh God. But this is not the first time I heard it, huh? I've this heard is, that too. And I just felt like that was so inconsistent with what 
his belief yeah. was. Because he's like an environmentalist. He loves people mm-hmm. and he cares about people. And I remember posing that question, though, how is this consistent with what you believe? Mm-hmm. And he was confused. Yes, of course, you are not making that decision. Of course, it's the person that's doing the cheating that's making the decision. But you are very much a part of someone yeah, else's pain of course. as that person. And you consciously have decided that. Yeah. But if you tell me that you love people and you want the best for people, how could you feel okay saying that you're okay being the other person? That you're okay with being a part of that person's pain? I feel like maybe those people would do it to protect themselves because they don't want to fall in love with someone. I don't know. Well, I know for some people it's just like, It could be casual, you know. But if it could be casual, I'm like, why don't you just find someone else to be casual with? There's so many people you can be casual with. Well, then I'm just playing devil's advocate, yeah, right? Yeah, But yeah. they could be like, well, I'm attracted to this person. And it's up to that person to decide whether or not they are going to stay committed to their partner. I really don't agree. No, I, I, I totally understand, either, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just feel that like in this whole system of betrayal... Mm-hmm. there's different actors in, yeah, totally. in each part, right? And there's different types of betrayal. There's different types of like cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's the cheater who accidentally, quote unquote, fell in love with somebody, mm-hmm. but still cheated. Yeah. Then there's the cheater who knows he's cheating. And then on the other hand, there's the person that cheats with this person. Mm-hmm. And then there's also different types of this category as well because there are people like you who didn't know mm-hmm. and then there are people who do know mm-hmm. and are okay with it yeah and there are people that chase people that are in a relationship i yeah. think because my mother was someone like it is someone like that and the way i see it mm. is that she takes some kind of pride like a thrill yeah in in being able to steal a man from someone which mm. is something that i find absolutely disgusting yeah so i i feel like for her of course i don't know for everyone who does that but for her i feel like that's that it's like the ultimate compliment because you take someone who is married and you can persuade them to leave their wives and be with you it's a conquest Yeah, yeah. And that's just sad that that would be your goal. I mean, ultimately, cheating, whichever actor you are, is very selfish, right? Yeah. I mean, in a way, like, love in general is quite selfish. Of course, yes. But knowing the role that you have in someone else's pain, like, why would you want that Mm -hmm. in the end? I mean, again, some people, there are some people Mm -hmm. that find it thrilling but i i would really ask yourself is that really what you want for somebody else and really considering for yourself i mean if you've never felt betrayal lucky you really Mm -hmm. but i would really caution people to consider the consequences of their actions it's it's also about understanding that you as a person have value even Mm -hmm. as a cheater Yeah, you know, because you are loved by someone, mm-hmm. and that person is willing to do a lot of stuff for you, mm-hmm. and that person 
would be hurt if you decide to cheat. Mm. So I think people should also think about that and don't underestimate how great they are. But that doesn't give them an excuse to cheat. Yeah. Quite on the contrary, actually. Yeah. And in a way, like, I, the way that you impact people is also the way you impact the world. True. Because I think, I mean, I've come to the conclusion that life is a summation of decisions. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are other things that come into play, like animals, nature. Mm -hmm. But in terms of humanity, we humans have made the world Mm -hmm. what it is today. Yeah. And how we impact another human will impact their decisions. And it's literally a domino effect until everyone in the world is somehow reached. If this is the kind of impact that you want to give to the world... Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, what kind of world do you want to live in is something you also want to ask yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I just like, this is kind of unrelated, but kind of related in a way. yeah, for sure. But um, what I've felt in terms of positive emotions, if I feel like it makes me happy or it's like, wow, it also makes me want to pass that on. Yeah. But for example, my friend Paulina... Mm -hmm. I remember before I wasn't a very hospitable person Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was living in London. Oh, this is a bad confession. But uh, I think I might have told you. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom and my grandma came to visit. No, I don't think you told me this. Mm, Okay, well. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. So I had one room in London and the kitchen. And there's a door between the kitchen and the room. And I had a bed and a couch. And my grandma, who was 88 years old at the time, they were like, no, Jane, stay in your bed. It's fine. Because they knew that I like my rest. (laughs) So my grandma was like, and I'm tiny. I can fit on the couch. The couch was a very small, like one and a half seater couch. And my grandma is like four foot eight. I don't know how much. It's like 148 centimeters that's maybe? very short though. oh she, but she you saw her she's very tiny uh I'm pretty sure she's a little bit taller maybe but 153 i don't know okay. anyway, um <laughs> but she even had her her legs hanging over the couch oh, and she slept like that for like seven days <gasps> and oh my god not, <laughs> and, uh, you guys can see how shitty of a person i am no, um and then my mom slept on the kitchen floor I mean, I had a yoga mat, but she told me that she wanted to sleep in the kitchen because it's quieter. But I should have known better because I know my mom and she just wanted me to feel comfortable. That's so sweet, though. I know, but I was not a hospitable person, to say the least. And then I remember I was moving around because I had moved to Belgium and then I had those visa issues. Mm -hmm, So I had to go back to London. I didn't have anywhere to stay except at Paulina's place. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, Jane, you just stay at mine. Totally, it's fine. And she already had like a little bed on the floor, on the side of her bed prepared. And I thought it was for me, you know, like that's normal, right? And she was like, no, you're taking the bed. I'm taking the floor. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She really insisted because obviously I still took the floor because I just, Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. But she was so hospitable. She like welcomed me with so much food and it's like, we're all on a student budget, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like we were lavishly spending or anything like that, but she would feed me. She, she wanted me to stay in her bed, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just, I felt so warm. And at that moment, it made me feel so ashamed about the way that I had behaved with my grandma, my 88 year old grandmother. 
and my mother, you know. And this is the kind of like positive influence Mm -hmm. that someone else had made me feel. This hospitality, this warmth. And I wanted to make sure that I made my, whoever was my guest, feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when I moved to Brussels, and I had a bigger place, but one room I was sharing with somebody else, and it was the living room, and my parents came. <laughs> and my mom, I think, was expecting to sleep on the floor again and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, 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 you and dad are taking my bed. I'm going to sleep in the loud living room because mm-hmm. it was on the street side. But my mom was like, what changed? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. But that was something so small, yeah. seemingly, mm-hmm. but it made the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And it is the same with every emotion that you feel. Yeah. And especially the negative emotion of betrayal, something that deep, mm-hmm. think of how much louder it would be than something seemingly small like yeah. hospitality. Yeah. So I really hope that if anybody takes any takeaway from this is to be careful in your relationships mm-hmm. as the person who holds basically... Sometimes the key to someone else's feelings. And I guess to also wrap things up, where is the right feeling in all of this? I feel in this, honestly, I'm still looking for the right feeling. But what I take away from it is you are worth the truth. You're worth that. There shouldn't be a battle if it's the truth. It's going to be a battle if it's a lie. Mm. That's what I feel like I understood from it. Uh, well, thanks for sharing, Julie. Thank you for having me. But yeah, this was a, an interesting mm-hmm. topic. Kind of difficult, but... Um, was it not too awkward? It was okay? No, it was not awkward at all. Actually, there was a moment when you said like that it was sad because your mom... And me too, literally also <laughs> thinking it. I was like, say it. Say it. <laughs> me too. Well, I hope that you found something useful from this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or if you felt like you know someone who might be interested in this episode, definitely send it their way. Don't forget, you can always share your thoughts, your feelings. If you disagree, I'm always open to having a discussion. You can direct message me on Instagram at the right feeling underscore or email me at jane, that's J-A-N-E, at therightfeeling.org. In any case, I can't wait to feel the feels with you in the next episode.